Mic check. One, two. One, two, one, two. Bird gang. Bird gang. Bird gang. Oh. We back. I'm on a new level. 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 13 and 1. 13 and 1. Hey. Yeah. 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 13 and 1. Feels good. Victory Monday, baby. Keep winning, we keep winning, we keep winning, right? They don't like it. They don't like it, man. They waiting for the downfall. Oh, they waiting. They waiting, they waiting, they waiting, man. We gonna keep waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of The Eagle Zone. I am your host, Michael Mitchell. Welcome, 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 everyone. It is another Victory Monday. We are back in the building. It feels good, man. Another win, another win. 13 and 1. Whew. It wasn't, you know, the most pretty win. It was a little ugly, to be honest, man. Like, that first half was a little touch and go. Um, You know, I thought that the game would be a little more of a blowout type of thing. But, you know, Justin Fields, man, he's a baller. I've been saying that. Them Bears, man. I. I got respect for the Bears, man. Justin Fields, he is going to be somebody really uh, talented. And once he has some real pieces around him to help him with his uh, throwing and all that, he, he's relying on his run game. And that's not going to be enough, man. You got to be a little more dynamic than just running the ball. Like, you got to have a little more than that. And right now, he doesn't have the pieces around him to allow him to flourish. But... He is going to be one of them ones, man. I'm telling you. It was close. 25-20. Not, you know, a very comfortable win, but a win is a win. In this league, a win is a win. And like I was saying before, every team is going to give give us their best shot to beat us, man. It's like the Super Bowl. Every time we face anybody on our schedule right now, they want to be the ones that, you know, knock us off, man, because we're number one right now. And it's going to be, you know, a uh, crowning moment in their season. Commanders are our only loss, and I'm sure that they always think about that. Like, yeah, we could be somebody. We beat them. We beat the Eagles. We could we could do something. Um, you know, tough game for them last night against the Giants. I was rooting for them to win that game. You know, I had a couple of reasons why. Thinking back on it though, I really shouldn't have been rooting for them because, man, they're the reason why Dallas Goddard is not playing right now. With dirty plays, dirty uh, tackles. And they got, you know, kind of got karma, you know, sent back to them with uh, that no call in the end zone was was egregious pass interference. They didn't get the call, man. But, you know, like I said, it's karma, man. Oh, well. But, oh, well for them. It's about us right now. We 13 and 1. That is a franchise tying record, 13 wins. The last time we had 13 wins was 2001. It's the second time we've ever had that many victories in a season. So that is definitely something to celebrate. Uh, historical year, man. So far, so good. We got do one more. We get one more win out this season. We will have the greatest regular season in franchise history. So that is very good. In this game, 
it was ugly. Hurts threw two interceptions. Before this game, he had three total interceptions. So he added two more to his list. Now he has five picks for the year. 35 touchdowns, which is um, also a tie for the most combined touchdowns in a season. Tying Randall Cunningham with 35 total touchdowns. One more touchdown and he'll be the leader, clear leader, franchise leader when it comes to combined touchdowns. Um, A.J. Brown had nine receptions, 181 yards. That is a new single uh, single game record for him. Devontae also had a 126 yards with five receptions. So we had two receivers with over 100 yards yesterday. We did a lot of uh, a lot of um, passing. Not too much of uh, the run game was going on, which is weird. You know, I really thought it would be a lot more Miles Sanders going and um, not so much passing. But we. <laughs> We ran it with Hertz a lot, a lot more than you would really want to. Hertz was uh, getting hit pretty, pretty badly this game. He had one hit that he was um, laying on the ground for a, a little longer than you would want him to see him on the ground. Like it looked like he might have been hurt, but turns out he, uh, Mayalata asked him to stay down, stay down, and Hertz was like, "Pick me the fuck up." <laughs> so I don't know what was going on with that, but Hertz was good after that because. Right after that, he was throwing, and he threw um, A.J. Brown like a 60-yard pass. So whatever concerns I may have had were um, quelled because he was obviously fine. I hope he uh, is really fine. I know he's a tough dude, but, I mean, from you know from the eye test, it looked like he was straight. <sighs> but, th- but two interceptions, man. The reason why um, the game was a little rough when it comes to the picks and um, – Everything else was the weather. It was really cold, like, you know, like six degrees cold, wind chill, wind everywhere blowing around. The Bears wasn't really even trying to kick field goals or punting when they were within range of a field goal to a punt. We missed a field goal. They missed a field goal. Um, so it was the conditions weren't ideal for a lot of uh, a lot of kicks. Um, and I really didn't think it was a good game, a good day for throwing the ball. But we I mean. Even though he threw two picks, he still ended up with over 300 passing yards and three touchdowns, even though they were all rushing, which, you know, I still don't understand why we didn't run with Miles Sanders more than we did. Like, Miles had under 75 yards, I believe. I think he had like 60, 70 yards total for the whole game, which is weird, man. In a cold day like that, I would think that we would run it more, but we didn't run. It, um... Ended up being okay, though. Like, we still won the game 25-20, but it was ugly, man. That first half was hard to watch. I was so frustrated watching this and then watching Justin Fields running. Man, that one play where he escaped, like, five different people and almost scored a touchdown on his own was it – was, it was – if I wasn't an Eagles fan watching that from the outside, I would be way more impressed with it. I mean, I got to give him his credit – his props because that was an incredible run, but man, it was on our team. I want to see him doing that. That was my fear going into this game is watching him do stuff like that. And he did that, man. Highlight real type stuff. But like I said, even with that crazy run, man, we stopped them from even getting any any points. Like they had, um, it was six points at that at that point in the game. So it ended up not really hurting us too bad. Our defense really stood up this game. You got to give a shout out to the defense, man, because they really came to play. Um, I think we got six total sacks. 
between um, Sweat, Redick, and Hargrave. They all got two sacks apiece. So defense really came to play. And we um, didn't get killed too bad when it came to him, you know, running around, scrambling and stuff. And we knocked the, we knocked him down quite a few times and um, got a, quite a few turnovers as well. Like he fumbled it at least three times. Maybe not him personally. I think twice he fumbled it. And then there was another fumble by um, a receiver. And we recovered that. But, man, tough, tough, tough sledding that game. But a win is a win. And we won. And now we're 13-1. and one. And it is Dallas week. More to say about Dallas in a minute. I have a lot of opinions and things I want to say. I'm not sure if I'm going to get too, too deep into it this episode. But we'll touch on a few things. Before that, though, let's talk about some of the games that we saw yesterday um, that, you know, were kind of a surprise. We had quite a few surprise endings, um, games going into overtime and games ending in some wild finishes at the very end of regulation. But let's start from the top. The first game, Colts versus Vikings. The Colts, man, <laughs> the Colts were winning 33 to zero by the half. 33 to 0 against the Vikings. I was like, yeah, great. Colts gonna win this game, push the Vikings back a little further, out of reach of getting the number one seed at all. Like it would take a miracle at that point to get the number one seed. Thought they had the game in, in hand. It was over. 33 to 0, man. That is like coming back from that is historical. Somehow, some way. Matt Ryan is responsible for the largest comebacks in history twice in the Super Bowl. And now in regular season, he holds the largest comebacks that the opposing team has had. He's on the losing end of both of these comebacks, unfortunately, Matt Ryan. This is ha this has to be scarring for someone. It has to be scarring for your team. Like if I'm the Colts or a fan of the Colts, I will never be comfortable with any lead in life, man. You winning 33-point lead and you lose? How can you ever feel good about anything you do? You know that somehow, some way, you could lose this game. I mean, maybe after Matt Ryan is gone, you might feel better about it. But that's scarring. That's like lifetime scarring to me. I will never feel comfortable. Like, man, no, there's no way. How do you do that? And it's Kirk Cousins, man. Let Kirk Cousins do that to you? That's crazy. So they lost the game. <laughs> after all that, they lost the game. 36-39, Vikings. The Ravens lost to the Browns 3-13. It was a terrible game, man. The Bills beat the Dolphins 32-29. I kind of, you know, for the game to be in the snow, it was like um, the forecast was like, I guess, like 10 inches of snow. I really thought the Dolphins would get blown out, but... You know, the game was actually closer than you expected to be. And Dolphins almost won the game, so they did well in the weather. I really thought that Tua and his whole crew, you know, they're from Miami, you know, used to the, you know, the warm weather. And Buffalo's built for the snow. You would expect them to be able to blow them out. But that was a close game, honestly. We beat the Bears 25-20. Too close to call. Too close for comfort. Um, The Lions beat the Jets 20-17. You know, Jared Goff... He's really looking like this is his best season he's had ever, really, to me. He's looking like the looking like he's really coming to his own for whatever reason. He's balling now. Balling. 
he has a good team around him. And they can do some things. They can do some damage. I don't know about this year, but they're coming on strong late into the season. So, you know, keep an eye on those guys. Steelers beat the Panthers. The Chiefs beat the Texans. That game was really close. Texans were actually winning at some points. Um, it was 30-24. to 24. They won in overtime. So that tells you how close that game was for the Texans. Like, the Texans are being competitive. This is the second week in a row. Like, you're surprised. Like, they're only... They've only won one game, but for whatever reason, lately, they've, they've been playing hard, man. Like, really impressive. The Dallas Cowboys nearly lost to them, and now the Chiefs with Mahomes. You know, you wouldn't expect that that would be a close game. And I'm sure that the Cowboys would look at that like, you know what? You know, the Texans aren't that bad. Look, they almost beat the, the Colts. I mean, they almost beat the, uh, the Chiefs. So what can you say, you know? And speaking of the Cowboys... They lost yesterday to the Jaguars in overtime. What I have to say about that is the problem is you probably were looking ahead to us. All the talk I've been hearing about the system QB we have and it's just the system and is it is it the you know, is it really hurts or is it the team around them, blah, blah, blah. You worried about us, man. Meanwhile, you got a hungry Jaguars team with Trevor Lawrence, who's been looking really good lately, looking focused the last, I would say, three weeks. He's been balling out, and he came to play. And he put up 40 points on this defense that's supposed to be so elite, but what for whatever reason, the Jaguars were able to put 40 points on you guys. Explain it to me. I'm not going to sit here and blame Dak Prescott, even though he threw the back-breaking pick in overtime, pick six, to be to be honest, pick six to kill the game, to ruin the game. It wasn't all on him, man. It was on the defense. The Jaguars shouldn't be putting up 40 points on you guys. No one should be putting up 40 points on you guys, to be honest, man. It's a lot of points for a defense that's supposed to be the, the greatest elite defense, world-beating defense. What's up with that? I could sit here and, you know, blame Dak for everything. He threw two picks. You know, that's not helpful. But honestly, it comes down to your defense. Too, too many points have been put up on that team. Too many points. 40 points? How are you supposed to win when, you, when you're when giving up 40 points, man? Come on now. So that's the problem you guys have is your defense is not what it's all cracked up to be. Like, I hear a lot of talk about it, but lately you guys have been looking shaky with the defense. Almost lost to the Texans last week. That right there told me enough. Like, okay, if you almost lost to the Texans, anything is possible. Because that's the worst team. Now, I know they almost beat the Chiefs, which is interesting. But they're still the worst team, man. One win. So, y'all lost. And now y'all made this game that we have coming up really not as significant as it was supposed to be. It was really a lot more implications. Like, if y'all win, y'all get the division. Our number one seed is in, you know, in jeopardy with the the Vikings, perhaps. Now, all we got to do is win one more game for the rest of the year. It doesn't even have to be against you guys. It will still win a division and get the number one seed. So the uh, the drama, all that talk, all that stuff is really not really that significant. I really want to win, though. Like, I'm not going to say that this game is not important to me and not important to the team to win. But it's not necessary. That's the difference now. It's not necessary to win. It's just a, a good thing to win because we'll have... A lot of things. We'll have the franchise record, 14 wins. We'll have the division sewn up and the number one seed. So that's a triple threat right there. So it'll be a great Christmas Eve gift. 
So yeah, looking forward to the game. Um, you know, playing a division opponent is not always a guarantee you're gonna win this game. We won last time. They had Cooper Rush in there, and now we're playing them again. It's a whole, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to sweep into the division, and this is a a decent team. Like I'm not gonna say that they're they're a bad team. They're decent. They have their moments. They could put up a lot of points on you. Um, but our defense is good. Our offense is great. It's not going to be easy for you guys to win this game. We have to go. We have to actually be the ones to beat ourselves, honestly, for you guys to win. That's really been the case for all of our games, man. We are our biggest enemy. You guys, you guys are on the field, but we have to make the mistakes. Then you guys have to capitalize on them. And if we don't make many mistakes, then I don't see a way for you to win. Dak Prescott, he's out here throwing picks all day, every day. He leads the league in interceptions since he came back, man. He is the, the pick god. So I'm sure he's going to throw up a couple for us. It's a given. The run game, you guys have a good run game, but I know you noticed that we've been able to stop the run with anyone who has a great running back. So that's going to be the same story now. We just have to figure out how to stop CeeDee Lamb and I guess – you guys signed T.Y. Hilton, so I I guess he'll probably be playing. I don't think he played this last week. I didn't see any kind of highlights with him in it. So I'm expecting that he'll probably make his debut um, with our game. But we also got somebody coming back. D Dallas Goddard is coming back. I'm sure he'll be back for this game. So that added piece that we've been missing for a little while, it's going to be huge to have him back. Definitely been missing him, man. So you guys have your new T.Y. Well, he's not new, but he's new to you, T.Y. Hilton. And we'll have Dallas Goddard back. So that's going to be good for us. I I think we're going to win. And I'm going to put a prediction out there about how many points we're going to score. It's going to be a high-scoring game offensively for us. I can't see you guys being able to stop our offense, especially with Dallas Goddard back. So I'm going to say we're going to put up 38 points. And you guys are going to put up 24. 38-24 is my prediction for Christmas Eve against you boys. And the argument can stop. Now, I won't say permanently, but at least for now. Because more than likely, we'll see you guys again if you guys get out the first round. Looks like you're probably going to play Tom Brady. Um, He beat you guys already this year. And I think you played in week one and he beat you guys and their team is better now than they were then. And you guys are worse now than you were then. So it's hard to say, but it's tough to beat a team twice in a year, let alone three times. And that's what we're looking at potentially happening is if you guys do win that game, we may see you in an NFC championship game. And that'll be interesting. Three times. I don't know if it's done. I don't know if it's been done before, but it's a it's a tall task. I will say so. I will say that we see you guys three times. It may be a difficult thing to do, but I I won't put it I, I won't put it past us to be able to do it. Like I believe in my team, but it's just it's a tough one, man. Three times in a row, three times in a year is tough to play one team for them not to understand what to do and being able to like address or uh, change up things that didn't work for them the first two times, but. We'll cross that bridge when we get there because you guys don't look like you're going to be able to get that far. Honestly, you're kind of limping into the playoffs. You barely beat the Texans and you lost to the Jaguars. Now you got to play us, potentially losing two in a row, almost losing three in a row. But we'll see. This Saturday, we'll see what you guys got. 
I can put all my focus and attention on this game at this point now since we're here and I don't have to look past you or anything like that. You guys are directly in my sights, directly on the sights of the Eagles. So it's all about you now, man. You got our, you got our attention. So what's good? What you going to do, man? What are you going to do, Parsons? What are you going to do, Dak? What are you going to do, man? I really, I think the deck's going to throw at least three picks this game. Fumble once. It's going to be an ugly game. I don't think that it's going to be a good game for you guys. And we can put a, a stop to all this talk. That episode I have planned is called the STFU Bowl. And I'll be dropping it soon. But not the next episode. I got one episode I'm going to drop in between that. And it's um, a chapter two of the first episode I ever did called Do You Believe in Hurts? And this is going to be the second chapter about it. Seeing if, you know, you believe in Hurts now. But other games that were played, getting back to the schedule, the Cardinals lost to the Broncos. Now, <laughs> Cardinals were down to their third string quarterback because Colt McCoy got knocked out early. And I mean, at that point, the Broncos' defense is really good. Really, really good. I think they had three interceptions that they got. So that game was, it was, you know, it was it was a wrap. When Colt McCoy is gone, I thought, you know, Broncos playing with a backup too, but the Broncos' defense, man, that's, you know, that's why everyone thought the Broncos would do much better than they're doing this year because they'll have Russell Wilson in that Broncos' defense. But they won 24-15. Patriots and the Raiders now. <laughs> wow. Patriots could have gone into overtime yesterday against the Raiders, but they decided to get cute and throw like a lateral pass into the defense of the Raiders, and they fucking ran it back for a touchdown. And in the game of regulation, it was supposed to go into overtime, but no. They did some crazy stuff, man, and ended up losing the game at the end 24 to 30. Belichick, man, I'm just saying – it might be time for you to move on, step off, step away, just like Brady, honestly. Um, Tom Brady lost that game yesterday, too, against the Bengals. They were, I think they were winning at one point. Then the Bengals came all the way back and won 34-23. Brady's not looking good. Brady's not looking the same. It's okay, though. Like, you know, it happens. He's been playing for so long. He's been playing forever. He's 45 years old. So, eventually you're going to fall off. I mean, he doesn't have the same supporting cast around him, his coaches. It's just not a good look. So either he needs to leave that team or retire. That's my opinion. I, I expect my my um estimate, my theory is he's going to go to the 49ers. Um, but we'll see how it goes this summer. I don't I, I think he'll go over there. He wanted to go to the 49ers at one point anyway before he went to Tampa Bay. So. I can see him going back over there. All they need is a all they need is a Brady man, and <laughs> they can they can do some damage. They're already balling with with the third string quarterback. It's like whoever they put in there. It's like the system theory that Parsons has. Like whoever they throw into that team, they don't. It doesn't matter, man, because <laughs> the the system is great. Shanahan does great with whoever he picks. Um, as long as they buy into a system, then you know they do well. But yeah. Stay tuned for that. I really think that if he doesn't um, retire, he'll go to San Francisco. I know people are talking about Miami, but at this point, 
Tua is putting up an MVP type season. So why would they go with Brady, who's you know at the very very end of his career? Like really, how many more years do you really expect him to be playing at a, a high level? I'm saying I'm thinking that the time is almost up. He might have two more years, but Tua he's young and he's getting better. So why would you throw him throw him aside? for Brady for just two years when you have Tua who's doing really well I mean give him some more time he's developing he's getting better so it doesn't make sense to me for them to do that Giants and Commanders we already talked about them Giants won that game 20 to 12 so looks like the Giants are gonna you know lock a playoff spot it's still not over for the, the uh, Commanders yet it's not over but it's not looking good not looking good but they're not out of it yet but I was rooting for the Commanders to win, but I forgot what they did to um, Dallas Goddard, man. So I feel I feel ashamed that I even wanted them to win. So fuck y'all, both of y'all. I wish y'all tied again, honestly. <laughs> so that's all the games, man. It's Dallas week. Um, I will be back midweek to talk more about Hurts, Dallas, and all that good stuff. It's great to have another victory Monday, you know. We've had Victory Monday 13 out of 14 weeks, man. So it's it's been a great year. We've had 13 Victory Mondays this year. It's been it's been a great year. I mean, 13 wins in a season. It's a fantastic season. So at this point, you know, I you know it's, it's it feels good to be in this position that we're in right now. But there's still a lot more work to do. Like you can be a, a great regular season team. Like there's a lot of years that the Colts were doing this type of stuff and really not doing anything in the playoffs. I don't want to be that regular season team, man. I want to be a postseason juggernaut and do some damage and win it all. So all this regular season stuff is great, but it don't mean nothing if we don't do it in the playoffs. And that's the next step to our our elevation, to our growth, is to win some playoff games with the roster we have configured at this point. It's no guarantee that we'll be able to get back here next year. Definitely going to lose some pieces. We're going to get some new pieces. We got some, you know, first round picks in play, but we got to strike while we have the opportunity. And this is our best opportunity to do it. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that we are up to the task. And as it, st- as it stands right now, it looks like we're going to have a great run. You know, just got to stay healthy, stay focused and get the job done. Until next time, guys, go birds. This is the Eagle Zone. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Brandon Graham, and you're listening to the Eagles Zone Podcast, hosted by Michael Mitchell. His show is so official. Make sure you give him a follow and a listen, and let's go, Birds. F those Cowboys. Let's go. Question, questions. I have another question about the Cowboys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No need for the question. Got a few things to say here. Number one, Swagoo, Keyshawn, 
It's only just begun. I'll deal with you guys in a few days. But to my God, Michael Irvin, I got to tell you, it's so hard for me to sit here listening to a guy yelling my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor and bars from one side of the world to the next than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, whoa, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time trying to hold these alligators down. Whoa, I told you what was going to happen to the Cowboys. I told you it was coming. It's inevitable. This is the beginning of the end. Go Birds.